Always, always go for the throat. Buy low, sell high. Fear, that's the other guy's problem. Biz Talk Radio is proud to bring you... And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. I'm Gary Kalp. I'm your host. Hey, thanks for being with us today. Glad you're here, ladies and gentlemen. Happy that you are listening. It is uh, July 23rd, 2019. It's a Tuesday, and lots going on. Hope you're having a good day. But first, if you do not get this show in your city, go to GaryK.com. You can listen live or archive. We're live 6.06 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. Also at GaryK.com, you can follow me on Twitter. Press the button. Go to Twitter at Gary Kalpam. Just email me. If you want email, just be nice. Okay. Read our commentary articles we post. If you'd like to hear what we're doing, like to hear what you're doing, press the money management button. Press the subscribe button to get our notes direct to you. And convictionleaders.com, our email service, convictionleaders.com. One month free. Check it out right there at the site. Press the button. All at GaryK.com. Well, uh, thank you, Adam, for doing the show yesterday. Uh, Adam does great shows. Very educational. Very good. Uh, and I must, you know, start today. And we'll get in the markets in just a few minutes, I promise. We have a lot of markets to talk the socialists and the republicans raised the federal spending again. They uncapped the sequester and screwed us again. Trump, McConnell, Schumer, Pelosi, McCarthy, and the likes. Now, you may not know it because you're hearing our GDP is in the whatever, our unemployment is down to whatever, and it all matters. You know I'm very happy with that. You're hearing the stock market's fine. You're hearing all that. Just remember what we started telling you back in 06 about too much leverage, too much debt in the system of the mortgages and real estate. And it took a while until it blew up. And what did they do to fix the blow up? the same solutions they did to cause the blow-ups, but this time, elongated it out infinitum. And little did we know that George Bush, the conservative Republican, would would foist five trillion bucks onto our backs. Little did we know that Barack Obama would foist nine trillion onto our backs, and little did we know that Donald Trump, Mitch McConnell, and Paul Ryan, who had the House and the Senate the first two years, would lie directly to us about who they are and what they are. They're socialists with our spending, with our taxes. Wait a minute, they lowered our tax. No, they didn't. They lowered our taxes in the short term. They raised our taxes in the long term. They lowered taxes 100 and some odd billion a year for the next 10 years. They raised our taxes 250 billion a year. That we're going to eventually pay. And I am so pissed off. And then they have the shills. They got this Larry Kudlow guy, the head of the economic department with Trump. His whole life was based on deficits are bad, debt's bad. Now under Trump, yeah, we're dead. Yeah, no problem. Everything's swell. Don't you worry. We got you covered. He said today, the bond market doesn't believe there's a problem. He didn't put it on himself. The bond market. You know, the rigged and manipulated market around here and around the globe by central banks doesn't think it's a problem. So this year, our first $550 billion, our taxpayer dollars, our taxes, think about it. You make a buck, you send them 20 cents. You make a buck, you send them 30 cents. 
whatever it may be. The first $550 billion this year is going towards interest on the debt they've created throughout the years. And you may believe me, you may not, you may care, you may not. Maybe it's 20 years, maybe it's 15 years, maybe it's 10, maybe it's 5, maybe it's 3, maybe it's 1, maybe it's next week. We are going to see everything blow up like we've never seen. And they're going to blame capitalism when it's not. It's large government. I have never been more optimistic in my life on us. I have never been more pessimistic on them. They get worse and worse. And I know you Trump lovers out there, sorry I can't help you with it. It's a con game. Oh, well, uh, it's the Democrats. No, you had two years of the House and the Senate, and you lied. You could have very easily kept spending where it was. Instead, $250 billion extra a year in spending. Oh, but it's for defense. And we need it. Really? When any of you have a moment of your very important time, go look how much money is spent on defense now compared to 10 years ago, compared to 20. And you know me. The number one job of government is to defend the citizenry. But you go look at those numbers and you tell me what we need. And did we need $250 billion a year? We have con artists running the show from top down. Con artists. Cons. That's what's going on. And they're all going to be either dead on Wall Street or lobbyists when the crap hits the fan. Gary, I heard today, everything's fine. The economy's big enough. Yeah. Everything's fine from people that are doing it. Guy walks in, robs the bank, and tells the teller, give me all your money. Don't worry. Everything's fine. So I'm an angry young man today. I can't believe what I'm seeing. I can't believe my eyes. The machine has won. The Republicans are socialists on spending. They're just not socialists yet on our taxes, unlike the socialists on our taxes. Speaking of them, let's see. The latest proposals was a war tax. The latest proposal, Elizabeth Criminal Warren, who uh, lied about her heritage to make a ton of money, says if you make a ton of money now, you're bad. She wants to, depending on your state or your welfare or where you are in life, a 50000 of uh, student loan debt forgiven. Really. So a contract between a lender and a borrower is no longer matter. It doesn't matter, right? Right? The people that pay their student loans. Nah, screw you. Ha. And you know what happens next with all the free college and stuff. You know what happens next. Let's just say nothing good. Go look up the resumes of everybody that's running the show. You'll vomit. Because I'm vomiting. I can't believe what I am seeing. I really can't. But don't worry, everybody. Market was up today. And you know the motto. As long as the markets cooperate, there's nothing bad. Up next, full market wrap. Much more. I'm Gary. This is the one only Investor's Edge. It's time to switch on the integrator units and get the brain cells working. You're listening to... Hey, this promises to be fun. Investor's Edge. The last bastion of quality programming. With Gary Caldwell. It doesn't get better than this. 
And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. So we, before we get into the market itself, oh, do I have a lot of jello moving on the plate because it's earnings season. Are you ready? Sherwin-Williams up 35 today to 490 bucks. Uh, volume was five, uh, four times average. Earnings up 15, revenues up two. So not real dynamic, but good move. Uh, Biogen up 11 to 243. The stock uh, hit a high a year ago at 388. Hasbro up 11 to 119. Nice little uh, breakaway gap. Good earnings up 63. Revenues up nine. That's weird. Uh, Stanley Black and Decker up 10 to uh, 151. Earnings up four. Revenues up three. I'll leave you on that one. Uh, what else do I got for you today? Uh, just doing earnings. New Oriental Education and Technology. Up 9 to 107. That's uh, no, not today. TransUnion, symbol TRU, up 7 to 82 bucks. Earnings up 11%. Again, earnings are not very good, but we're getting good reactions. It's the best way I can put it on the names that I am mentioning. So just letting you know Quest Diagnostics, earnings. Nope, my bad. Take it back. Uh, on the downside today, are you ready? And these are earnings. Of course, I've got to find them. I just want to do the earnings ones. Uh, Whirlpool down six. Fair I, eh, I don't need to do those. After the close, are you ready? Texas Instruments closed at 120, almost 128. Earnings down one. Are you ready for this? Sales down 9%. Estimates, the next quarter's guidance, sales down 11%. The stock's still up eight bucks in the aftermarket to a new yearly high. Hey, beats the heck out of me. Uh, Chipotle, closed at 739. Earnings up 39, revenues up 13. The stock is up uh, 24 bucks in the aftermarket. And that would be to a new high. Uh, Snap Inc, closed at 1483, I got it at 1630. Teradyne, closed at 48, I got it almost at 56. Another semiconductor name. Now, semiconductor's been strong the last two days again. My fundamental semiconductor guys are pulling the hair out of their head. How can Texas Instruments report a 9% drop in sales and guidance for 11% and the stock is up 8 bucks in the aftermarket to a new yearly high? How can that be? How can it be that we nailed the fundamentals? I'm mimicking them. How can it be that we nailed the fundamentals? We knew sales would be down. We knew sales would decelerate. Yet the stocks keep going up. What's going on here? I don't know. That's what I told them. More buyers than sellers? Remember, ladies and gentlemen, we have some mottos here. Mantras. Big word, mantra. It's not the news, it's how things react to the news. Listen carefully. In bear markets, good news will be bad news. And bad news will crash the stock. In bullish markets, bad news is good news. And good news is magnificent news. It's just the state of the market. And these are characteristics that you need to know about. Now, we can go to our other, it's easy money, that's keeping the market bullish. That's fine and dandy for now. So the semiconductors continue on their way. Two gaps to the upside tomorrow morning, and a few things I see up in sympathy on that news. Quite the interesting, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, one other today that stood out for me in the aftermarket, Edwards Life Sciences, EW. Earnings up 11, revenue up 15. Okay. 
Uh, stocks up like uh, 20 bucks in the aftermarket. Breakaway gap to $215. Uh, they have products, I think, for like cardiovascular disorders and stuff like that. Edwards.com, you can go look it up. So again, lots of jello moving on the plate, but amazingly, I am seeing all types of earnings coming out. And they're being bought. IBM. Sales down 4%. Again, stock went up 8 bucks on earnings. And is near a new yearly high. Though we do know IBM, as I explained to you, just so you knew, IBM stock is where it was in 1999. By the way, I don't know if you realize that. 20 years of no gains in IBM. 20 years of no gains in IBM. And there's many others like that. You do know Citigroup did like the big one for something split. Citigroup's at 72 bucks. Uh, the high in 2007 was uh, 550. One for 10 split. But back on my point. If we continue to see good reactions to not-so-good numbers, what are we going to get on good numbers? We'll see. We'll have plenty. And there's still a ton more earnings to come out. And there's still a lot going on. Uh, you know, we've got to deal with a lot of news and a lot of junky noise on a daily basis when it comes to markets. But as I repeat, just pay attention. By the way, AutoNation up 45 today on their numbers, which is like 10%. Coke was up three bucks today to fifty-four. That's a huge move for a Coca-Cola. It's a huge move for a Coca-Cola. On their numbers, which were the best I've seen in a while on sales, up six percent. And keep in mind, Coke's another one of those names that have done nothing as a stock in over twenty some odd years. Whatever dividends they pay, terrific. But just another one of those names. That things changed, got too big, growth has to slow, becomes quite average. Now up next, full market wrap. Today's action, much more. I'm Gary. This is the one only investors at. America is talking. Investors Edge. He's got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on his feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. With Gary Colbaum. Comes highly recommended. You're going to feel better if you talk to him. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. So a few tidbits. Oh, by the way, uh, gold was down today. Gold stocks were down today. The dollar was stronger. Um, whatever. Uh, let me tell you what I do now through earnings season. So you have a complete understanding. I have these screens. And I now have one screen of the best earnings reactions on the upside and without bias. In other words, I can put in the bias of, well, Texas Instruments had sales down 9%, but it goes on the screen. Why? Great reaction to the earnings. And you never know what the market's seeing going forward. And then I have another screen of the worst reactions, uh, Netflix. You remember what I told you about Netflix, right? That based on studies and being overowned and overloved and overleveraged, that Netflix is going to go lower. And, and on the day it gapped down is when I told you that it was 325. It's 307 three days later. We don't tell you this stuff for our health, ladies and gentlemen. So what we do now is we have this list of the best earnings. And, and a, a lot of them are gaps to the upside. In other words, close at 200, opens up at 220. And what we do at that point in time is we do our studies. Okay, this one, nobody knows about. Institutions don't own it. Big acceleration in numbers, we got to buy it. 
great example. Facebook. When it came public, it had all kinds of problems going public. Went through a few months of nothing but down, and then it gapped up like crazy to 34 or 35 bucks. Went to 50-something before you can say boo. And what you recognize is the opposite of Netflix. Netflix over-owned, over-leveraged, over-loved, and tops out on bad numbers. Facebook under-loved, under-leveraged, under-owned, and surprises big on the upside. So we're looking for those two extremes. And if we can find a name that nobody knows about and it gaps up, and we think it's under-owned, under-loved, we're going to usually look for that first buy point after the gap. Now, sometimes they don't wait. Stock closes at 100, opens at 110. By the close of the day, is 118. Damn, I missed eight bucks off of a gap. Well, that's where decisions have to come in. Do I want to probe them right off the gap? Do I give it a buck leeway, opens at 110? If it hits 111, start buying some? It's a tough call. But what we do know is a better call, a more comfortable call, is when a stock gap's big on earnings. And then stops and sits. Maybe goes from opens at 110, goes to 118, and then stops and sits. And calmly but quietly pulls back or just makes a right turn for a few weeks. Let moving averages catch up to the upside. And then you look for that next move. That's your secondary buy point. And the next move can be at a little flag straight up and make a right turn. The next move can be straight up and come diagonal towards 5 p.m. On lighter volume and then up to the upside on heavy volume. You never know. The next move can be the market cracks badly and the stock goes along with it and you got to wait till the market turns and it comes back quicker than everything else. But that's what we do right now. That's on our screens. Now, will we buy something that has down earnings, down sales, or loses money? We'd rather not. We'd rather not. Show me the company that was supposed to grow earnings 20% and they grew at 40. Show me a company that was supposed to do 200 million in sales but does 240 and gaps up out of a base. That's what we're looking for. Simple as that. And as always, if you buy and you're wrong, you'll know sooner rather than later. You stop out with small losses. Hopefully you catch a bunch of good ones. Now keep in mind, and this is the interesting thing about this market. I've got uh, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven gaps today. By the way, one's another one was Polaris Industries, PII. It's been a bear market stock. The more gaps to the upside, the more it tells you about markets. Reactions to earnings, regardless of good or bad, tells you a lot about the market. By the way, Polaris Industries up 9 today to 92. Earnings down 2%. Go figure. I hear they do have good snowmobiles, though. So we're just letting you know how we tend to look at things. And on the things that gap down, we just recognize. CSX just gapped down. United Rentals just gapped down. And, of course, we told you Netflix. And, by the way, if we see others, example... If some of those big tech names, some of those big tech names decide to gap to 8% to the downside for whatever reason, those are over-leveraged, over-owned, and over-loved. It would not be a reach to think, uh-oh, it's an uh-oh moment. So this is where we pay attention most. The most. Because earnings will dictate in the months ahead. And we hope this is continues. Market Wrap brought to you by investment-models.com. That's your more back one of the great market timers. No gray areas with the man. You're either in or out of the market. It's proprietary in the cadence. Go check it out. Investment-models.com. Well, we were having a decent day, and then it was announced that uh, we're going to China again. Yeah, 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 yeah. More negotiations, blah, blah, blah. More this, more that. We'll see you in another year. Call me skeptical. 
but I think we're just waiting on maybe mid-year next year, getting closer to the election. I think they're timing this. No, seriously. I think Brexit gets done first. No, really. It's what I believe. I know. It sounds like I'm skeptical. I am. DAP 177 in the Dow today. Um, financials. Did I mention to you that we've gone from 1.9-something to 2.07 on the 10-year, uh, and they're going to be lowering rates on the short end? That means margins are expanding. Goldman Sachs broke, broke out above range. JP Morgan just broke above range today. Bank America just broke, broke above range. Keep in mind, these are not bull market stocks. These are more like recovery stocks. But they look probably to go higher. So Goldman Sachs is up uh, five and change today. JP Morgan up two. I mentioned Coca-Cola up three. American Express up two. Another financial. Caterpillar almost up three. That's one of those trade stocks. Uh, DuPont Home Depot. United Tech uh, all up uh, two. Procter & Gamble down one. Travelers is down two and change on their numbers. Was down three and change at one time. Now, after the close today, the Department of Justice came out and said, we're really looking closely at big tech, which is Amazon, Apple, Facebook, Google, and all down in the aftermarket. Whether that sticks or not tomorrow, I don't know. Uh, Google's down 13 bucks. Amazon's down, ooh, $23. Apple's only down a, a buck, what we do. I don't, they're less looked at. Facebook's down about three bucks. Our government sucks right now, ladies and gentlemen. It's the best thing I can tell you. I love Trump for his tax cuts, his regulatory cuts. I love his love for Israel and the Jewish state. I love that he hates socialism on the tax front, but he's showing he's a socialist on the spending front. I love that he backs our military and police and ICE, unlike these socialists on the left, who are just plain sick in the mind. Sick in the mind. There's work to be done. Things to iron out. Better ways of doing things. Up next on the edge, more. And then I'm going to sleep. I'm Gary. This is the one only investor said. Start listening to. What are we waiting for? What are we waiting for? One, two, ready, go. Investor's Edge with Gary Kopar. <laughs> And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. If the semis are leading, if the financials are starting to come on, there is no way in Hades we're going in any bear market right now. Why would I even say that? Oh, they're just out there left and right. So we're just letting you know we're talking price here. Regardless whether I tell you what I think of the debt and deficits, what they're doing in Washington, the nauseating human beings at the central banks. We care about price first. Everything else really does take a back seat when all is said and done. We just have everything in our file manager. And if anything changes, we'll let you know. But now we walk into tomorrow where Teradyne's up 15% in the aftermarket. An important semiconductor name like uh, Texas Instruments up 7 to 127 and change in the aftermarket on crappy numbers. That's meaningful. But there's a lot more to come out. And as you know, as we said, Netflix gone by the wayside. There'll be plenty of others 
that go by the wayside, and we'll let you know which ones. But whatever is at work here, nefarious or not, price first, everything else is noise. And that's important you recognize it. We do. If we go into another last quarter of last year, we'll know it. We nailed it for you. In August and September, we were telling you we're about to get hit. And October 1st, boom. And then January 4th, we changed our stance, and not necessarily on anything we saw, even though that was a big follow-through day, it was all about the Fed changing their stance. And now we're going to get another drop in rates, which shouldn't mean much, but it does, because it's a default setting for the market. And you also have Australia, India, Japan, Europe, even with negative rates, lowering rates, China, and just about everybody else under the sun. The asset bubble, while it has been popped in many assets, just so you know, a lot of big area high-priced real estate coming down markedly. We watch everything. And until things change, well, you get the point. A big shout-out to my friend John Layfield. You know him as JBL from World Wrestling Entertainment. Used to be World Wrestling Federation fame. In case you don't know, he just came back from Malawi. It is one of the most poverty-stricken areas of the globe, and you know what he did? Headed up raising a ton of money, going there, and they built recreation-slash-schools for kids. Kids without even sneakers. Places where they've never had toilets. He doesn't have to do this. But he's doing it anyhow. If you go to his Twitter feed, there's a video that he put up on what's been going on there. There are magnificent people in this country, ladies and gentlemen. John's one of them. We talk about Bill Gates here all the time, what he does, and so many others. We remain the greatest country in the history of time. The most Don't believe the socialists, ladies and gentlemen. Don't believe that psychopathic left. The generosity out of this country is magnificent. We are not a racist country, unlike what they're trying to make you believe. Oh, yeah, there's racism. There are racists. 99% plus are not. How do I know? I'm out there. I see people. I meet people. I know people. They're making up the story because they have this great cottage industry of victimhood. I have been attacked as a Jew many times. Same people, usually. But it's just a few. So just remember that. I have never been more positive and optimistic on us as a people. Regardless what you hear from these people that are trying to create crisis and victims in order to tax you to death, I'm the most pessimistic on those same people that are trying to do that. And unfortunately, some of the racists on the left are excusing themselves and, and saying about the racists on the right and vice versa. Again, they are in the minority. Let's just keep our head down, work hard, love family, do good, do good for others, strive for higher, and we'll be fine. Have a great evening. Drive carefully when you get home. Do like we do. Simple. Make sure you hug your children. Good night.
This clean edit of Investor's Edge created by Stu Lander. Follow me at twitter.com slash S-T-O-O-L-A-N-D-E-R.